Hi and welcome to the Soberistas podcast. We're talking again to Molly underscore three and running girl in this episode and we're talking about the highlights of a sober Christmas. So if you listen to the last one we were talking a little bit more about the challenges and and the hurdles that we might face getting through Christmas without drinking or if it's your first Christmas without drinking but today we are talking all about the really positive benefits and amazing things that we get out of a sober Christmas. So Um, I'm going to go to Running Girl first and ask you, what is the best thing for you about not drinking at Christmas? Um, The best thing for me, without doubt, has to be cognitive clarity. I feel far more alert. Uh, There's no drama. I'm organised. I'm not brilliantly organised. I never will be. That's my personality type. But there's no more last minute craziness uh wrapping presents late into the night and christmas eve half pissed and making a shit job of them um i feel that um i'm i'm honest uh, you know in how i show up with people with my family with my friends at work i'm no longer dragging myself through the day um i don't have that debate inside my head that's exhausting which is it's Christmas, we're putting up the decorations, let's have a glass of Baileys while we decorate the tree and then we know where that ends up or let's have a hot toddy by the fire because that's the that's the story we've been sold or let's, you know, open the wine and have, have the wine as the friends come in um, at five o'clock in the evening because they're dropping off presents. That's gone. So the, the cognitive dissonance that... You know, I had every single Christmas since I was an adult, which really did determine how I felt as well, because I'd end up saying, well, I'm not going to drink tonight because I'm getting organised or we're flying home tomorrow. So I'll be, you know, super, super early and and focused in the morning. And then by the time it comes to nine o'clock, you're suddenly finding an excuse and it's a Christmas excuse this time. Um, which which allows you to open the wine and then the following day you're dealing with that. Why did I do that? Why didn't I just have the one? Why can't I moderate? That's all gone. That's gone. So I've had four years of Christmas with cognitive clarity and it is brilliant. It's wonderful. Brilliant. That's very good to hear. And Molly underscore three, what's your best thing about a sober Christmas? I think uh, the fact that it's just so much more authentic and uh, like Ron and Gara was saying too, like the conversations I have with people, I remember them, they're meaningful. You know, I realize every year that, you know, time is going on and the, the, you know, the relationships that I have are very important and the time that we spend together at Christmas is just it's you know it's very special to me whereas before like running girl said I was more interested in you know how much um, alcohol was in the house did we have enough to get through the Christmas Um, how are we going to buy some if things are not open on Christmas day and and that kind of thing and then usually Christmas Eve was always um, when I was married we would always go down to my ex-husband's parents and uh, we would always, always be drunk on Christmas Day Eve. So Christmas Day, because we didn't have Santa to get up for or anything like that. Christmas Day was usually spent lying in the bed with a hangover and then finally get up, you know, um, open the presents and just feel sick and just eat, you know, food that wasn't good. And, you know, normally because we spent 
Christmas by ourselves, we would go to a Chinese restaurant. They're open over here um, at Christmas and it just wasn't really special. It was just like hungover, blah feeling and just like, oh, let me get through this Christmas. So when it comes to New Year's, I can make my New Year's resolutions. And, you know, that was always the thing. Like the holidays were just one big piss up and then new year's was always the time where i was like okay i'm gonna get my shit together now and you know i'll just enjoy it while i can kind of thing but now my christmases are so much different this is my ninth sober um hangover free christmas and usually my christmas mornings are spent running um like uh, because i'm in florida the weather is typically good so you know, I do things that I want to do. I spend time with my friends because my family live overseas. You know, we, it's just special. It's much more special now. And of course, in America, you don't get all the holidays that you do in Europe. Um, so Christmas is much shorter, I find over here. So it's kind of like, you got to enjoy those couple of days that you have off. And I do, and I enjoy, you know, just being fresh, not feeling guilty extra calories that I can mm-hmm. eat instead of like you know bursting out my jeans because I drank too much and it's just you know everything just seems easier more calm just um you feel like that's how it's supposed to be that's how it was when you were a kid it was special you know and then suddenly well, it became all about the alcohol and it's not special anymore so I think it's just it's a great it's 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 definitely a wonderful thing to do is to give yourself a sober Christmas and just try it one year see what you feel you know that's how I say it it's very um repetitive isn't it if you drink at Christmas it's really kind of predictable and I think you know for me the big change for my Christmases was just that feeling of being out of control because Mm -hmm. I knew that everybody even people without a drink problem in inverted commas drank more at Christmas so it was a totally like free reign to go crazy and drink loads so it was just the whole three weeks from kind of mid-December onwards was just a total whitewash of hangovers and chaos and you know crazy crazy drinking it was just so and it just became a blur and like you both said the clarity and the kind of mindfulness I suppose being present and appreciating who we're around and what we're doing and and having the choice back and the freedom to do what you want is so lovely isn't it it's a really kind of magical thing to give yourself that gift Mm, it's it's amazing and I I found that one of the things when I was drinking I used to really beat myself up with food so I would deny myself the treats. So all those lovely treats like mince pies, if you're into that, or Christmas pudding, or the roses as they're going around the office. So I, that was always an absolute no-go area. And I thought I was amazingly you know, um, high in willpower. But then I'd go home and drink wine because I was always saving my calories for wine. And equally on Christmas Day, you know, waking up feeling shit with a hangover, and facing into your dinner later in the day that somebody had prepared or you'd prepared lovingly um, and just not enjoying it. So being able to savor the, you know, the, the, the food, the, the festive fare without the wine and without, you know, the, the feeling of absolute blah from cigarettes and booze the night before. It, it, that again is that childlike enjoyment, you know, the savoring of a yeah, and you do enjoy the the childlike excitement 
so much more when you're getting up at six o'clock in the morning and you've not got a horrendous hangover. There is nothing worse than having to fake excitement and (laughs) enthusiasm with the mother of all hangovers on Christmas Day morning and then trying to cook Christmas dinner, which for me was a disaster when I'd got a bottle of wine on the go. What's your um, sort of tips then? If it's somebody's first sober Christmas, let's go to Molly. What would you say is the sort of a big kind of motivator that somebody might be inspired to hear if it's their first sober Christmas? Um, I think the biggest thing for me, at least, is um, for the first one, I would say to treat yourself with other things. So, for example, um, if, you know, you want to go out and buy that nice pajamas or whatever it is for Christmas Day, that food that you want, um, you know, piece of jewelry, whatever it is, um, treat yourself, you know, because we think that alcohol is a treat and it isn't. And it's a it's a poison and um you know people forget that but you think oh it's christmas and i deserve it and this and that you deserve to you know feel good and enjoy yourself and so i think for every christmas like i always um, buy myself um i don't know if you have it over there victoria's secrets um pajamas and that and they're not that they're not cheap they're not like going to pennies and you know you spend like maybe 40 bucks on a pajamas and I always enjoy that on Christmas and I'll you know watch my movies that I've saved up or my shows that I want and to watch and it's just um I make sure it's to make it special and then I usually um have something planned you know for the next morning uh, whether that's going for a run or going for a walk or something like that and starting it out fresh and um, yeah don't worry about the calories don't worry about anything else just don't have a drink and you know get some nice drinks in um, alcohol free drinks in uh, whatever I know I know nowadays they make tons of them um, and enjoy all those and just basically do anything just don't drink yes Great advice. And Running Girl, what would your sort of motivational advice be for somebody who might be approaching their first sober Christmas? Um, I think there's a there's a couple of things. Um, a few years ago, somebody bought me that lovely little book of Herger, Herger, um, the, the Danish idea, you know, the co- the idea of coziness, winter coziness. And I think if if you could really focus on savouring the things that bring you joy in in the winter. So, you know, if you have an open fire or just put the heating on, or I've said, you know, even hot water bottles, um, but actually taking that time to be present and enjoy it, uh, watching your Hallmark films or whatever floats your boat with that, as Molly was mentioning earlier about watching things on telly, uh, box sets, whatever your streaming services are, so you're kind of avoiding the mainstream stuff, which is really, really heavy when, with targeted alcohol ads. Um, that would be a big tip for, for from me, I think. Um, I'd also say try and get into, if you don't have it already, a regular practice of keeping a gratitude journal or journaling. So you're you're monitoring how you feel, but when you're reframing and flipping it on its head, especially when you're craving, because if it's your first Christmas and all of the triggers are there and it's just lighting up all over your brain, I think it's a really, really, really important thing to do. Just focus on what do you have here right right now? Be mindful and write down a list of five things that you're really grateful for 
right now here in the present and in a way it disrupts that pattern that that cognitive pattern where you find yourself going on that downward spiral and then reaching for a drink and be be mindful because you've got to do this with intention you can't just hope that you know you, you've listened to the podcast or you've read a bit of quitlet and it's going to work you've really got to have intention i was saying the first nine months of sobriety to treat it like it's a pregnancy and you know your body you, physically emotionally spiritually you were recovering from in you know ingesting a, a poisonous substance for a long time so so treat yourself you know with that with that intention i think it's, it's a really important tip yeah that's really good advice i think I think the gratitude journal and the mindfulness as well, both of you have alluded to that kind of mindfulness and reflection is really important for not getting swept along by all the kind of crazy marketing and Christmas booze messages that are really kind of subliminal, aren't they? They can creep in and it's not just on the TV, but it's, you know, it's your past associations. I always used to do it when I was when I was putting the Christmas tree decorations and, you know, I'd suddenly start thinking, oh, I really fancy a glass of wine, <laughs> you know, out of nowhere. But it was such a strong link that I'd always decorated the tree with a bottle of wine. And, and it took years for that to go. So kind of being really mindful and keeping a, a journal or meditation every day, perhaps having a little ritual if you've got a bit of extra time over Christmas with not being at work, set aside 10, 15 minutes in the morning and just, just keep yourself grounded and focused on what you want out of Christmas. And I, I think, you know, the mindfulness gives us memories as well doesn't it instead of finishing yeah. the whole Christmas season with shame and regret and a stone in weight that we've put on you know mm -hmm. we can kind of come out of it feeling really grateful and and full of lovely memories absolutely and also I think being rem remaining close to the site is a, is a big huge tip and using chat really use chat I know Nana Trine has got a thread for Christmas that's really supportive but also chat, I find, because it's instantaneous. Mm -hmm. And I, I tend to dip in myself. I'll always try and dip in around Christmas. Um, and I know lots of other ISTAs do that because there are people out there who, who will be struggling. And I think that's a, that's a brilliant a brilliant resource to have that, that chat. Yeah. And do you think it's helpful as well? I'm just getting, you know, whilst we're all talking, it, you two have obviously been sober for a long time between us. I don't know what it's kind of 25 years or something isn't it so it's it's quite a long time but but it's comforting for people to think you know perhaps we still get the odd trigger you know the cravings you, you have to keep your guard up I think at Christmas don't you no matter how it's not kind of that you're you know it's as difficult as it was in the first few weeks or months but it's definitely it's ramped up isn't it and I think you have to watch yourself a bit more at this time of year so perhaps you know other people knowing that you're going through that as well and, and they just don't think it's them failing and doing something wrong but but it's just a normal part of the process that you just have to kind of watch your back a little bit at this time of year yeah definitely yeah, and I, I still have dreams about drinking and I don't know if you do Lucy you um, well. so I still do um and this time of the year too especially I will and um one of the other things too I wanted to mention as well is um you know, like say no, you know, if you if you can say no to not going to certain parties or or show up somewhere that you need to go to a, a relative's house and but make it short and sweet, you know, you can you can use white lies, you can 
say I got to go somewhere else after this or, you know, I'm driving or, you know, I have, I'm not, you know, I'm on antibiotics or whatever the case is. Like if you need to use all those white lies to get through your first Christmas sober, I'd say absolutely do that. One of um, and this one of my friends told me a couple of years before I actually got sober, um, it was New Year's Day and we did like a beach cleanup or something. And she said to me something that always stuck with me is I like to start my new year off as I want the whole year to go. So for her, that meant that she never drank. She was a moderate drinker, but she never drank on New Year's Eve because she wanted her New Year's Day to be perfect. So she wanted to wake up and fresh. And that's how she wanted to start her year every year. And that really stuck with me. And I think I think I've not drank New Year's Eve for maybe 10 or 11 years because of her saying that I was like okay well maybe I drank over to Christmas but I'm not drinking New Year's Eve because I want to start my year off and so perhaps that's something that people can take away too and say well I'm going into 2022 um, you know better than I left 2021 so yeah I love that and it is you know it's if you think about that that kind of intention it's a terrible thing isn't it you the first day of the year you spend you know crippled with a hangover it's not a great start, is it? When people have traditionally got like loads of healthy living New Year's resolutions that they're trying to start. I mean, it's like the, I've had the most horrendous hangovers on New Year's days, but I love it. It's my, I'm with your friend there, just feeling like a clean slate and just, you know, if it's a clear blue sky, cold, crisp day, going for a run and just having a really, and a day where I usually think about my goals for the year and do a bit of kind of intention planning and all the rest of it. It's just like a really cleansing, nice, pure day, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So yeah, definitely don't want to be doing that with a hangover. So before we finish, what would your, um, let's go to running girl, what would your top let's say your top three things be about Christmas day morning that you really love. Not, not just sort of the big things, but specifics about Christmas that you've really enjoyed as a result of giving up drinking. Uh, I love, cause my children, my, my daughter's still quite little. So obviously I love the, the thrill of Santa in the morning without a hangover, just waking up, hangover free. And, um, joining her in her delight when she opens her presents and playing along. And um, yeah, that, that's one of the things that I, I really love. And I love the food. I really love the food. I love looking forward to the food. I, I really like Christmas fair. So the, um, the thoughts of the dinner coming up later in the day. And one thing I always do now, since I've been doing the December running challenge is I love going out for a run. So after all the, the fun and games in the morning, I love to get out with the dog or even by myself with a podcast or a bit of Christmas music. And it doesn't matter what the weather's like, I'm out running. And that just sets me up brilliantly for the day. I can be more present, more alert. Um, and yeah, that's those, those are three things that I think Christmas morning, it, it makes, makes it really special. Also because the roads are really quiet. So it's really... It's, it's quite rewarding to be out kind of, you know, exploring by yourself, almost like you're the only person around. It's fab. It is. It's lovely. I enjoy that too. So Molly, what about you? What would your three specific things about Christmas Day be? 
Well, I think Liz stole all mine, but um, <laughs> normally, um, no, that's okay. The la- yeah, the last uh, several Christmases have been very similar. So um, I have spent the, a lot of them by myself. So usually when I wake up in the morning, I'll go running. It's usually early because I naturally wake up early. No hangover. Woohoo. Um, so I go running and um, I usually, I love it being quiet and just getting my thoughts together for the day. I'll usually um, read. Uh, I like to read a lot, so I'll sit down and read, um, FaceTime my family that are overseas. Uh, I usually take out my motorcycle because it's also a nice quiet day on the roads here. Um, If the weather is decent, last year was absolutely freezing, so I didn't do that. Um, And and that's pretty much it. Like Mine is pretty quiet. Um, I like the fact of just sitting down and just watching guilty pleasure stuff or reading guilty pleasure magazines and not caring. And um, yeah, like I said, Christmas is pretty short here. So we, you have to really enjoy the day here. And Florida seems a little, um, it's not very Christmassy. I mean, people do their best with decorating and that, but uh, it's a little different than being in Europe where it's cold and crisp and that kind of thing. And um, it doesn't, it's not as, as uh, Christmassy, I guess. No, so it's, me, it's just like a nice, it's just a nice uh having a really nice long weekend and uh usually i'll see friends we might go for sushi or um you know maybe come they'll come over and we'll hang out or something like that and yeah mine is very low-key um but it's but i love it though i mean after all the years of hangovers and drama and you know, just feeling sick and like mine are, you know, they're healthy. They're, they, I do what I want to do. And, and it's just, there's no pressure to do anything or visit anybody. And usually I tell my friends, like I will, I'll say no, you know, if they're going, having parties or whatever, I'll be like, no, I'll see you for coffee in the morning or whatever. And that just suits me. I don't feel guilty at all about saying no. So No, absolutely not. It sounds lovely. Well, we're all we're all um, on the same page with running, I think. I'm, I really love running at Christmas. There is a really, especially like you said, running girl, the roads are quiet and you know, there is this early morning running on Christmas Day is lovely and you see the odd other runner, don't you? And there's definitely like yeah. camaraderie. And, and for me, it's, it's that and it's going to bed on Christmas Day night knowing that I'm all kind of cosy in new pajamas and I've got a nice new book to read and I feel and mostly I think feeling grateful and really appreciative of of not drinking I think you know the, the number of Christmases I had that were so ruined by alcohol you know just as the day went on getting more and yeah. more kind of messy and ugh, not being able to remember going to bed the next day and, and yeah. just the knowledge that that hasn't happened and I've been present is just lovely it's I never get get tired of kind of being grateful for that I, I never take it for granted it's lovely it's lovely waking up in your bed pajamas on not your clothes downstairs beside the fire it's gone out or whatever it is you know half a glass some new, oh. new dvd or some something film on the thing going round on a loop oh, oh. God, terrific. <laughs> no don't miss that at all no well way. thank you very much both of you that was that was really nice um to share those those nice kind of pictures in my mind of your your happy sober christmases and i think and i'm sure it will be very inspirational to everybody listening so i wish you both a very happy christmas and, um, thank, you. and thank you again for joining us um, on this podcast and all the best for 2022. Thank you. Thanks very much. Thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.